Any opinions expressed are my own and do not reflect the opinions of anyone outside of Independent Left Media, LLC. IndependentLeft.News IndependentLeftNews IndyLeftNews IndependentLeftNews Oh yeah, and I get news from IndependentLeft Thank you, IndependentLeft.News They actually put up posts of different shows, different things going on Check out IndyLeft, they're doing a lot of good things They're on Twitter and Instagram and they've helped promote our show a lot Thanks for the work you do behind the scenes too This man does our Discord and some other help So I just love to shout them out, thanks so much man Yeah, They kind of really do a great job of pushing thank you independent left for reminding me of that check out independentleft.news indyleft.news indyleft shout out All right, all right. Happy, happy Wednesday, guys. Welcome to Savvy Sabs Podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Salvati. If you are new, I want to let you know that Savvy Sabs Podcast is a part of Revolutionary Blackout Network. You can catch me there on Thursdays for the roundtable and Friday for the Savvy Show. And you can catch me here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. I have a special guest with me tonight. Indie Left News is here. He's also the host and the, I guess, the creator of Indie News Network. And he's here tonight with a huge story that I've been waiting to discuss. So welcome, welcome, Indy. Well, thank you. It wasn't just me that wrote it, but yes, uh, big fan, of course, of the show. Everybody knows uh, we love Savvy Sabs and we amplify her daily on Independent Left News and Leftist.today and all the things that we're doing and a little about a little more than six months ago, we came together with a bunch of independent small content creators, kind of inspired by the RBN FHL model and the MCSC model. Um, and uh, a bunch of us, so, you know, we had writers and content creators, you know, streamers and uh, podcasters, and we all decided to help each other and amplify each other. And a few of us collaborated together to put together this piece which we saw that breaking points as you as you amazingly and brilliantly pointed out last week was coming together to form some kind of a collaborative affiliate network uh, between all the channels that that they were amplifying and some of my INN friends uh, and brothers and sisters we all got together and said let's let's put together a piece that examines who these people are and what their backgrounds and motivations are and are they truly independent and let's start examining that and it's it's been a rewarding and kind of ha haunting and frightening to learn what's going on. Um, and that's mm -hmm. why I'm here and I'm glad to be able to talk to you about that. Awesome. Awesome. So guys, let me let you know what um, I will be covering tonight. I'm going to go ahead and share my thumbnail really quick with you here. So tonight I'll be talking about breaking points funding. So of course, Indy is going to help me with that. I'm also going to discuss Matthew McConaughey speaks out and also four day work week. Now that's an interesting story that just broke. And of course, Indie Left is here. So I wanna go ahead and get started with that article that you and your crew put together, Indy. So let's go ahead and share that. And I'm yeah, gonna let go. you, you know, take the lead from here. Oh, you're gonna share it, okay, cool. Uh, all right, so yes. Uh, this is an article that we put together uh, again just in examining first we have the video that you wanted to share and the big mad crab who does all of our thumbnails he's our creative director over at inn greg 
he started to put together some of these clips, uh, gathering breaking points and some of the affiliates and some of the things that they're saying and, and just kind of examine what, what we're looking at. And in putting this together, he uncovered some more, some more things. So uh, do, I don't know if you want to run the, run the YouTube video, the, the clip you said you wanted to do that first, Savvy. Yeah, I'll go ahead and do that first. So the name of this article is called breaking points, new network features, neocons and squad apologists. So before we get deep into the article, there's a lot of information here that you guys need to see. I do want to play this video here, which was kind of gives you a short summary of what you should be looking out for when you are watching breaking points, which I think is very important. And this was put together by big mad crab. Who's also a part of N. So let me go ahead and actually hit watch on YouTube because it looks a little bit better when we do that here. Cool. And here we go. That's Ryan Grimm. Somebody's criticizing AOC and the squad. I have to come shit on a random podcaster. I, I'm the DC bureau chief of the fucking billionaire funded Intercept. And I still have to peruse Twitter defending politicians against podcasters. Accurate, accurate descriptions. The Chinese are less likely now to invade because of the setbacks the Russians have experienced there. So that's why I think the war matters there. But the Defense Department, the White House, they are doing a great job. Just what we already know, that Republicans are terrible. What I tell people is that if you have a conscience, you will vote third party for the rest of your life because how dare you vote for these people? In 2020, I voted for Biden. Joe Biden, a racist, warmongering puppet and tool of Wall, of Wall Street and an enemy of the workers, and somehow you're going to pat yourself on the back of your good person. I think Donald Trump is a danger. I think he's terrible. I also know that I'm a white person. But Hillary Clinton is not slam dunk 100% better than I, as, as an individual, can in good conscience vote for this. There seems to be a laser focus on one party. Blinders, earmuffs. Here you saying, David, is you're giving it an out for them to not do this. And that's no, I'm not, I'm not giving them an out. Yeah, I'm you saying are. If, I don't know the answer to when push <laughs> really came to shove. If you said, I want these things that you really don't want to do. And that those lawmakers should then vote in the way that you that we're talking about. To elect Kevin McCarthy speaker, I just, I, just as a human being, as a human being, I, I you're misframing right this. You keep, as a human being, you keep misframing the art, the issue. She can't get 218 Democrats. Then there's no speaker, right. and then it kicks back to the caucus, and then they, and then it's chaos, and then a whole bunch of people can run, and then somebody will emerge. Uh, somebody would emerge from that process. As he points out, you don't get Kevin McCarthy as speaker. Uh, but as long as we're not arming the Azov Battalion, I have no problem arming Ukraine in general so that they could protect themselves from Russian aggression. Ripping us apart, dividing the country, making it impossible to function as a society, and making it impossible to know just what is true and what is false. 
That is why we're building something new, a new mainstream, a healthier one, something more trustworthy, something that we are going to need in one of the most pivotal times in American history. They are very comfortable and okay with multipolarity. I mean, they've laughed at me. So what is that? So what is multipolarity? Right, so they, they've like? laughed at me when I'm like, God, we'll be doomed to Europe. And they're like, oh, well, in Europe they have healthcare. I'm like, yeah, but they also have no say over the global affairs of the world. I want to write the affairs of the world, the rules of the road. I want to be the only blue water navy. So first and foremost, Indy, I want to say, uh, well done, <laughs> very well done. And I have to say, like, that was so cringe, just hearing their talking points like that, which I had been suspicious about this before. I thought there was something up with their talking points uh, last year, I noticed. And it was interesting to me because they continued to say that they were independent. Before we go on with the article, there is one uh, thing I do need to retract. Uh, last week, when I talked about this video and I talked about the the platforms that were now partnering with Breaking Points, I made an error and I didn't realize that at that time, uh, Real News Network is actually not partnering with Breaking Points. Now, I just repeated what Breaking Points said on their show, but now I was sent a tweet from Max, which I do want to share this. Someone sent this to me. Now this is from Max Alvarez, who runs new who blah, blah, sorry who runs Real News Network, and he did put out this tweet. Apparently, I need to address a rumor. No, the Real News Network has not merged with Points Community. That's Breaking Points, by the way. That's their uh, Twitter account. We remain an independent nonprofit network. And all of our stuff is exclusively posted on our channels. I produce a bi-weekly labor video for breaking points and get paid $300 as a freelancer. That's it. So I did want to come back and retract that for you guys because I don't want you to go on continue thinking that that's the case because that's not the case, obviously, but that was reported on Breaking Point show. That's why I said that to you. But Max has come back and he has uh, retracted that. So I did want to point that out to you. So I don't know what happened with that, Indy. It seemed like there was obviously some miscommunication there between the two because they did announce that on their show. Yeah, they did. And I think that it actually took some people by surprise. I Clearly, they did not know that they would be mentioned. <clears throat> they did not have any kind of a statement prepared. Uh, we at INN also reached out to Max to get a statement, and he sent a little bit more information over that's actually going to be included, and we're going to include his his, his whole response quoted in the follow-up piece to this to this piece that we're going to go through today, and that's hopefully going to be published in the next couple of days, just, just uh, tidying some things up there. But uh, there, there's still a ton here. Uh, just going into the main hosts, and what we really do in the follow-up is tear in, not tear into, but dig into some of the affiliates and and the people that were named as affiliated channels who have also appeared on Breaking Points, and where do they fit into this whole equation? Yeah, so, so I'm going to share my. Yeah, go ahead. Want, I'll, I'll share my screen. Share be easier. <laughs> sure, that's great. Thank you. And again, it, it really was a team effort, a collaborative effort. Hopefully I can see, I don't see myself on the screen, my screen. Okay, now I see it. Perfect. Mm -hmm. So again, what we have here again is that Breaking Points New Network features neocons, neocons and squad apologists 
we've got Greg's Greg's incredible video and and he put that together. Uh, and, and what he said was, you know, I think there's more here. And and in looking at this, we started looking at some of of the the connections and the people behind the Breaking Points Network. And are they really truly independent? Uh, they certainly announced that they were when they launched their network. Um, but what we include a uh, a quote from Caitlin Johnstone talking about kayfabe populism and, and kind of setting up a fake argument and setting up what the parameters of the discussion are, both inside the mainstream media and just outside the mainstream media. So they're now so the what what we're saying here is that the billionaires are now not only buying the narrative that everybody's seeing primarily, but they're now also trying to buy their way into the edges of the narrative. Okay, that so that they can now define what is considered acceptable to even the edges of conversation and then suck up all the airspace that independent media used to have as well. Truly independent media, not funded or aligned with a billionaire serving their talking points and their agenda. So, again, we, we look at the Young Turks and we look at Tucker Carlson as two legacy examples and how they've taken big money from big establishment uh, figures and big establishment uh, um, um, organizations. And it's certainly affected their coverage in some way, shape or form. Right. OK, and then we we point to how the latest example of this is is breaking points. Can I just so, point out something really quick, Indy? Please. Can you just scroll back up to where you show Tucker Carlson? I just want to point yes. out that if you notice, it's not just he's not just calling out like left media. He's also calling out right media as well. So I just want to point that out. <laughs> oh, the the entire right wing is a funded propaganda arm that actually gets more in line than the left does. Uh, and, and they get in line with talking points and they're literally handed down talking points from above. I mean, you can see this because they literally talk about the same topics across different channels, across different shows, across different hosts. And and it, it like it's coordinated. Well, no, it is coordinated. OK, so I don't even really focus on or talk about those networks. They they get a lot of popularity. They have a lot of, of eyeballs and airtime uh, and because they have the money to buy off the advertisers and they're serving the defense industry and they're serving the pharmaceutical industry and they're serving the big money donors and Wall Street and the banks. I mean, that that's who advertise. On, and of course, brought to you by Pfizer. Everything is brought to you by Pfizer these days. Right. Um, so again, we start looking at breaking points, right? And and originally they were rising. And let's see, how did rising become breaking points? Well, originally you had Crystal Ball, who had started the show with Buck Sexton. Now, Crystal Ball herself was never really an independent media personality. She worked for corporate media. She, you know, then made a run for she made a, a run for Congress, then she worked for MSNBC. And then she started a, a pack, and we can talk a little bit about the pack that she started, and we, that, that's a little further down. Okay, and again, so Buck Sexton was the original host. It was pretty mainstream right-wing neocon stuff alongside her, and she was kind of the, the lefty buffer, quote-unquote. But again, she talks a lot, a good game, uh, and and I, everybody likes Crystal Ball. She's very friendly, and she smiles a lot, and... And she says the right things, but what's behind her, and that's that's what we're looking at, is is who's behind her and what's happened in the last few years. And is she really what's her motivation? Is she really looking to gut the system and 
and address systemic inequality and provide mutual aid to people who are needing it and get the money in hands of people who need it right now without while disrupting the wealthy people within the system. I, it, it doesn't feel that way. Um, right. So Sagar joins rising and the, the show takes off and they build that channel up to, I don't know. I, I think the Hill rising was over a million subscribers even when, when it may not even have been that big, but I know that the, the channel had grown quite large. I don't know the numbers here. I'll need to look that up. And then they decide that they're going to leave and they're going to start, they're going to become independent. They want to be free from the influence of the Hill. And yeah, okay. I do want to add something in here about rising. Now, this is something that Kim Iverson did say when she came on the show last year. She did explain mm -hmm. to me that there seemed to be this notion that a lot of people, for whatever reason, thought that rising was independent. And she did debunk that when she, when mm -hmm. Kim came on here, she did debunk that and say, no, they're they're part of the hill. They're they're corporate. They're not independent. But people thought that. Or some people thought that because Crystal and Saga were hosting the show and there was a lot of Bernie Sanders coverage on there. But Rising is is not independent. So for people who are not aware, I, I do want to say that. So when they went, they said they were leaving and they didn't have a good experience there from what I understand, too. But when they said they were leaving and they were starting breaking points, it was like a huge thing because it was like, wow, now they finally get to be truly independent. Right. Well, that's that's the way it was sold and and there's there's a video that and i think that it was actually in the uh, in in the next clip that we're going to be cutting as part of the second article that has where we're going to start something new we're going to be independent and we're not going to to toe the line for for corporate america it's it's actually kind of funny um and again so what are they trying to do oh well let's upgrade that studio got to upgrade that studio yep guys but this is this is what really got got me was was this tweet, okay? Now there's a couple things about this tweet that I find really interesting. First off, that Sagar's putting it out from his own personal Twitter. Why? Breaking Points doesn't have their own Twitter account. After all the success and all this YouTube growth, this is not an official show Twitter account, as it's far not. as I know. It's not. It only has twenty five thousand subscribers. How could they only have twenty five thousand subs for a YouTube channel that has over eight hundred thousand? Right. The other thing is, is that this uh, this tweet from Sagar on May on June first had only twenty one retweets. Wait, wow. what? Uh, okay, something uh, is I, weird. I, yeah, because even I, I have, yeah, like I have what I, I just hit seventeen k subs on YouTube. I have twenty thousand followers on Twitter. So that account has twenty five thousand followers. Well, let, let's take it. Let's take a quick, quick look at the BP community, and the BP community has twelve thousand three hundred followers. No freaking way! Sorry, it's not even twenty-five thousand. Unofficial is... account for breaking points. It says right there, it's the unofficial account. They don't have a, a Twitter for the show. I mean, I, okay, uh, they clearly don't need it, but I've. In today's media landscape and environment where they're incredibly media savvy, it's just weird how they don't do a live stream. They upload clips a few times a week, you know, a couple times a week off of a show that's recorded at some point. Uh, it's, and then here's this one from the community. Again, they only have 12,000 followers, two retweets. That 
is so strange. I guess I never paid attention to that because I don't, I don't watch them anymore. Like I started watching them when they they first started and then I heard the talking points and I was like, yeah, I don't know what this is about, but I'm out of here. But um, yeah, I, I didn't realize that. So this is the tweet that really piqued my interest and got us all like, uh, not hype, but saying what's going on here. So you're naming all the a lot of publications, some of which we've included in, in independent left news. People who we respect, people who we know, have gone to the corporate side already. And then we've got a couple of unknown folks that that we need to look a little bit deeper into and learn learn about them. Maybe they're great. Maybe who knows what 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 they're all about. So um, that so we looked at this tweet. Uh, again, big fan of Matt Stoller. We've we, we've had a long history with our with our friend uh, Jordan Chariton, uh, uh, Ryan Grimm, of course, uh, uh, the Grimm job, and and yeah. and our friends over at the Intercept. And uh, the Real News does great work. James Lee, it turns mm-hmm. out, fifty one forty nine. So far, seems he's he's pretty good. Uh, nobody's really heard about it much, and he's got a pretty small and growing channel, and it's kind of like a second thought in my way, in my opinion. So again, these are all of the people that are affiliated with these different affiliated networks. So what they're trying to do is is align to try to become stronger, and I completely agree with that strategy. I think that it's important for like-minded channels in the independent space to do that, but when... Right. There's a lot of corporate funding behind it, and then they're selling themselves as independent. That's where we're running into substantial issues. And this is this is why we wrote the piece is because they are now positioned in the marketplace and in the whatever you want to call the YouTube independent the YouTube space of uh, of entertainment. They're being sold and presented as a independent, you know, a user funded bootstrap type of channel, and I. Maybe, but not really. And, right. And, and that's why. Go ahead. Go ahead. Right. So I, I just want to mention to people um, at the beginning of that that video that we played, uh, Pierre. Uh, so Pierre is a billionaire. Uh, he founded eBay. And mm-hmm. so he, he's connected here, right? Because he's part of the Intercept. Uh, so for people, when Jimmy Dore makes that joke and says Ryan Graham is paid by three billionaires, like that's true. That's that's not like an exaggeration. So mm-hmm. he's in the mix here. And then I know you're going to get, I'll let you get into the stuff about crystal and about like the Hudson Institute and all of that stuff too. Yeah. That's, that, that's what really raised the red flags with us was the Marshall and saga. And again, shout out to the dissident who also has a great Substack, the 307.substack.com. He's, he's a member of the Indy news network. He did a lot of the research on Marshall and saga who I, again, have not really been paying very much attention to. They're not in the lefty space, but they're part of the independent media space in their minds. And they're, they're, claiming to be. So it's really interesting. You know, she talked about some of her reflections in the one year, but uh, we talked a little bit about Crystal and, and her background that there was a financial corruption scandal around the People's House Project in 2018, where I think you even covered this, that less than 3% of the money raised went to uh, to funding candidates. It was about $48,000, but yes. there was over 273000 paid in salary uh, uh, to, sal- to, to Crystal herself. And yet also alarming, DNC connected law firm Perkins Coey was paid almost eighteen thousand dollars, the sixth most the sixth highest paid um vendor. Right. So that that thing, also 
Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I'd also raise red flags because they were involved. Perkins Coie, if you if you looked, they were involved in the entire Hillary Clinton lawyer leaking the um, the Steele dossier, and the you know the Michael Sussman who was recently acquitted. He is a partner in this law firm, and as it turns out, this law firm actually shares a workspace with the FBI. This is the law firm she paid four years ago to run her pack. Right. Right. And I want to share something here, too, for people who are uh, questioning that, because this is something that I've seen people interview Crystal Ball and they don't ask her about that money. And I think people need to ask about that. So let me go ahead and I'll, I'll share that here. Um, so this is what Indy is referring to. Crystal Ball's Democratic PAC gives less than three percent of money raised to candidates. So for those who are not aware, Crystal Ball did run for Congress. So this article was published February 13th, 2018. And it says a pack ran by progressive media personality Crystal Ball has paid more money for her salary than it has given in support of Democratic congressional candidates. The stated mission of Ball's Run People's House Project is to support working and middle class Democratic House candidates in the Midwest and Appalachian states. But the FEC records show, and guys, this is what I went over last night, um, those receipts I showed you about Reed Hoffman and the money that he was donating to Crystal Ball, even going into 2020 when there was no longer a campaign for her, uh, that was all from the FEC. The FEC records show that of the nearly $120,000 the group raised last year, $69,500 was paid out to Ball. Of 115,000 in total expenditures, only 3,250, less than 3% of all money raised, was donated to House candidates. And Eric, you can feel free to share that article with people in the chat as well. But Indy, I'll let you go ahead and continue with your article. All right, sure. I was actually just sharing a link to the to the article as well for people in in the chat. So if they want to see it later on, I can't put the dot. So I'm not I'm not a mod, but I put it in there without the dot. So uh, here we go. I've got my screen back on, hopefully. And we're back at Perkins Coie. So we look at some of the other people who were paid. I don't know some of these people. Nation Builder makes a website for the um, for for the pack. And again, $21,000 to spend on a website seems like a lot of money, but uh, who am I? We actually um, <clears throat> covered Reef and I, you know, Reef and I do a show every Sunday night called How Did We Miss That? And back in, in November, as it turns out, Reed Hoffman, the benefactor who funded a lot of this pack, all right, um, he teamed up with George Soros to spend $500 million, this was a, an article in the Gray Zone, to fight disinformation with a company called Good Information Inc. So that also somehow factors into all of this on top of the fact that Reed Hoffman was involved in developing and launching the Shadow app, which was instrumental in knifing Bernie in the Iowa caucus in yep. 2020. He has funded DNC and he is heavily DNC connected and that also has to you know, opens into question if this is the guy who's funding Crystal, what, why? And right, like the the receipts I showed last <laughs> night, like he was giving her thousands of dollars in twenty twenty. Why? Mm -hmm. She wasn't a candidate then. Right. So again, we get into marshalling and and Sager and how they work for the Hudson Institute, both uh, uh, the the co-host of the realignment used to actually be, as Robbie Martin says here, 
It actually used to be the, the official Hudson Institute podcast. So they basically just took it over. And who who funds the Hudson Institute weapons manufacturers like Raytheon and Northrop Grumman? Yeah, for people who are not aware, so the Hudson Institute is a neocon think tank. And so they're backed by weapons manufacturers. They're backed by people like Northrop Grumman, which would explain some of their their talking points that they have on breaking points and the realignment when it comes to China. Because there's a lot of right. fear mongering that comes from Sagar about China. So now you, this is why you need to know about the funding so you understand why people have the talking points that they have. And why they're bad on Ukraine, apparently, too. Uh, I, yep. again, have not been paying attention. But to, again, they're going to carry the national security state line, at least from the Sagar side. So you're going to get a lot of this fear mongering and a lot of this bombastic military saber rattling. Uh, again, who's been on the realignment? You've got Mike Pompeo, of course, who's now going to have to testify in a Spanish court, I think, yep. because having to do with with the UC Global case. Um, then we've also got Josh Rogan, again, Washington conservative establishment people, Josh Hawley, again, yep. hardcore. OK, January, uh, January 6th, who, who, you know, still thinks that they should have vacated the election, which. Okay, you yep. you do that. Go ahead and go ahead and do that. Tom Cotton, our another one who's dangerous, and he's you know a, a a war veteran, extremely hawkish, never saw a war he didn't like, and led the Republicans in sending a letter. I remember to the president of Iran, undermining the president of the United States in an unprecedented type of move. I'd never seen anything like it. So he's he's really dangerous and he definitely has presidential aspirations and he's incredibly hawkish. So we start looking at Marshall specifically and his own Twitter bio says that he's co-host of the realignment via the Lincoln Network. I'm like, so what exactly is the Lincoln Network? So they do several things, but part of what they do is that they're a boutique think tank that works with policymakers and tech innovators to promote market-oriented ideas to strengthen American innovation. I mean, he's a lobbyist. He's oh he's God. being he's being paid to say what he said what he's saying. All right, he may believe it, and he may be paid because he actually believes it, and his beliefs actually align with the way that they're doing this. But they wouldn't be paying if he wasn't saying that he, the way that he's saying the things that he believes, and he's being paid handsomely, and he's wearing nice suits and. He certainly presents as a, uh, a a respectable figure who you should listen to because he sounds smart. Well, can I just um, say something else, too? It's really interesting please. to me how, like, he is basically, and I think this is important for people to understand, by him being the one black person, a part of this partnership or whatever you want to call it, he is now going to be the voice for black people. Marshall Kosloff is going to be the voice for black people. He is essentially right now a token. And I, I'm sorry. I hope more people were calling this out. But this is suspect. This is a problem. You mean to tell well, me the voice that you have? Especially when you, especially yeah, when you see these ties, okay? When you start to see that he's, he's you know, tied to APAC. Yeah, exactly. He's anti-BDS. Mm. He's against BDS. Mm. And this is the voice that they have for the black community as a part of Breaking Points. They picked a black mm. conservative. Yep. This, it just, it, wow. Wow. Right. 
Okay, so it's kind of funny, but the conservatives are the people of color here. Um, yep. I, I do find that interesting. Um, mm -hmm. And and I'm sure they had to, to to search pretty pretty far and wide, but to find one that was purported to be independent at the same time. And look, Saga, look at those beautiful teeth. Uh, uh, rumor has it, and if you look at him now when he smiles, I... You know, the rumor is, is that he, he had veneers, and I think he even talks about it on the show, that he's he's had his teeth capped for veneers, and he looks great. Uh, he wears $2,000 suits every, you know, he, he's dressed to the nines. He's he's well-funded. And again, why? Because he also is part of the Hudson Institute, okay? But, and they have the Realignment podcast that's already been monetized and has already been been paying them and allows them to to be able to to fund all of this on top of the fact they could potentially go get a business loan from a bank and do this bootstrapped or use their own funding from the money that they had gotten over the years being funded by billionaires and think tanks and weapons manufacturers. So it can I really just point out? Yeah. Can I just point out for a second? I'm glad that you paused on this picture because someone mentioned in my chat a couple of days ago that Sauger doesn't talk to Tucker Carlson. That's a lie. I think people need to remember that he actually used to work with Tucker Carlson. So you see what I'm saying? Like, why is it okay for Sauger to have a relationship with Tucker Carlson, but it's not okay for, uh, what's his name? Aaron Mate to go on to Tucker Carlson's show. It's not okay for uh, Chris Malls to go on Tucker Carlson's show. It's not okay for Jimmy Dore to go on Tucker Carlson's show, but it's okay for Sauger to have a relationship with Tucker Carlson. These it's are the okay things for I Namiki, want you guys apparently. To yeah, I want you guys to start paying attention to these things. When people start to smear people for talking to Tucker Carlson, I want you to know if they smear Sager for doing the same thing, because I noticed they don't. Well, Sager's a conservative, so it would be more natural that he would do that. Uh, and and I think that he, you know, th that, that would be the argument I think you'd get for them. But what you see is that Sagar often slips into neocon talking points into, you know, and breaking points. Okay. Mm -hmm. He once hosted Jacob Helberg, who said that we should support war with China if they invaded Taiwan. But they've but failed to disclose that he works for a think tank funded by, again, people who would benefit heavily from war and, and from arming against China, who is who they are, you know, trying to sell as the big bad enemy now after Russia and Ukraine is over. So where's the next conflict? It's over Taiwan that they're manufacturing. And here these guys are in ahead of the game in trying to manufacture consent for arming up against Taiwan or, or against China to support Taiwan. Sorry. Yeah. Like they like that's one of the reasons why I could not stick with that show. Like after they first started was because I noticed like they were preaching like pro, they will say no, but they were preaching like it was pro-war rhetoric. And I'm like, am I the only one that's noticing this year? So, you know, I'm anti-war. So for me, I was just like, yeah, I can't, I cannot rock with this. You know, I just noticed something here. Look at the ratio, by the way. So this was 136,000 votes you had, okay? It was more than 50%. Yes, that's their audience, first of all. But you had only 2,100 likes, but over 5,100 comments. Yep. Brutal. Um, Reef said, I hope Indy plays that video. Which one? Reef is in the chat Which, somewhere. 
Which one? Probably the one about Marshall and astroturfing and working for the 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 lobby in APAC. Um, yes. Okay. Probably and they one. were they were disrupting a BDS protest. Um, it, it's about five or six minutes long. I don't know. I don't know if you want to watch the whole thing. This is where Sagar's talking about. I want to be the only blue water navy. But wait a minute. You would rather be the only blue water navy than give Americans health care. He laid it out right there. He laid it out right there, in his own words. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Reef said the astral turfing one. Yep. That's this. Okay. okay. So I can I can play that here. Um and. Let me see if I can hopefully. Can you hear it? Uh, no, I probably have to play it on my end. Oh, okay. I probably do. Sure. Hold on one second. I can just sure, go back no into problem. it. No problem. No worries. Okay. Because um, I, I saw this video that, and this was super cringe. It's actually where the word documentary is because the, the embed is not queued up to the exact moment, which is at 14 and a half minutes. Um, but if you click on the word documentary, it'll load on YouTube exactly at the moment. That's one little limitation of Substack, guys. Okay, if I'm you sorry, you said it's 14 minutes? Yeah, it's about 14 and 1430. Um, it, it, they introduce Marshall, and he's sitting in a bus. Okay, I see it. All right, here we go. Let me um, add it to oh, the let stream. Me, let me stop sharing my screen. Go ahead. You got it. Okay. Uh, Eric, you might need to do volume booster on this one real quick. Yeah, I know. I remember I listened to, I was listening to some of this and I was just like, what the heck? Uh, Pollock believes the American public, unlike no. those in Britain, will connect us to connect dots that they don't Let exist. Let me do it, Eric. Let me get it to 1430. Okay, right here. This is one of those things where either it's going to be amazing and we're going to defeat BBS, or we're just broken. But you can't beat him, join him. I'm obsessed with winning. The protesters are on a fellowship program run by a conservative think tank called the Hoover Institution. The whole fellowship is scrappy. It's like, you guys are like a foot soldier to conservative movement. This is actually the first foot soldier activity that I think it's been important to do. Tony, what's your connection to the conspiracy that we're all part of? Yeah, the Israel Project. So you can't uh, not come. George Their plan Mason, is to disrupt the National Conference of Students for Justice in Palestine. Marshall said that the pro-Israel protest had been poorly planned. It's a very fly-by-the-pants procedure. It was basically just like Noah Paula coming and being like, look, there are these jihadis who basically support <laughs> suicide bombing, and they're at a campus, and you have to stop them. So, a chance to shout at Arabs? As we're leaving, we mentioned to our boss yesterday that we're going. She's like, oh yeah, that's mandatory. You need to go. While they've been told they have to take part in the protest, not everyone on the bus is convinced it's good for their reputation. Do you know what my worst nightmare is? I'm actually not kidding. It's a photo of Dion and I together. And we're just like clearly identifiable. And they're like, oh, who are these like traitors who sold out to the Jewish conspiracy for money? And I'm like, we did. We cost $50,000 plus benefits. 
As the bus leaves, they discuss whether there's any point in staging the protest. I'm just skeptical. Of using the protesting tactic against them? Because well, that's, not, a, that's not our demographic. They don't. Like, the reason protests work is when, like, the people involved really know, care about it and, like, want to be there. But that's no, what we're supposed to do because they keep existing and they keep expanding. And no matter how many lawmakers come out against BDS, they keep growing. Hold on, guys, for a second. Did you guys hear what she just said? What are we supposed to do? Because they keep existing and they keep expanding. Yeah, it's gross. It's gross. Marshall's not even, Marshall actually tries to make some reasonable points uh, in in this whole thing, but he takes part, he participates in the whole thing. And the thing that I said, he's, this is the first thing they've been forced to do. What, forced? How was he forced? I'm, I'm just asking. Okay, I'll play a little bit more here and then I'll get back to the article. I think by the end of the day, like the notion that the right is ever going to dominate any sort of campus protest is ridiculous. You can't just let them. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that. And that's what happened. If I were a high level Jewish donor, I would be like a little more realistic about the expectations. So what would you do if you were a high level Jewish donor? I can do what what, what you're doing, which is focusing on the actual power structures that power structures in it themselves. Like the reality is there's not a single college president in this country that would actually sign BDS. There is not a but single- They all allow SGP to exist in their Because it's free speech, they cannot right. let them. So what are they supposed to do about it? When a protest is sponsored and organized by outsiders, but made to appear like a popular grassroots movement, it's known as astroturfing. So they did a really job getting me excited to show up and protest. It's kind of, it kind of, the way you're putting it kind of sounds a bit like astroturfing. No, yeah. it, no, 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 this is astroturfing. No, this <laughs> is literally actually, the definition. There's a boss. What is that? So it's when you set up things. It's the difference between grassroots and astroturf. You're taking corporate money and you're manufacturing the image of a grassroots movement with corporate money by basically paying people to appear as activists. It just shows how little actual grassroots power they have and how all of their power is at the top. It's not that astroturfing is wrong, it's just that like, your astroturf has to be like committed. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and stop there. Um, Wait, what? A committed astroturf. It's hilarious. I mean, the mental gymnastics that I heard in that is is wow. Okay. And and again, independent media. There's your independent media. Okay. We want to go back to the article. Yep. I'm I'm sharing it again. Okay. Okay. And again, one of the other things is that he also works with a media company called On Deck. But what's really interesting also is that he lists himself in his YouTube profile as the executive producer at Beyond Deck. Now, what I find really interesting is when I go to On Deck's website and look up Marshall, he's a podcast lead. So they're clearly supporting his podcast in some way, shape or form. But I don't see anything about executive producing anything there. That's kind of interesting also. So. Hmm. We're going to continue to dig into Mr. Marshall and see what his deal is. But the other thing that that was pointed out is that he also, according to his LinkedIn page, won the Campus Activist of the Year from APAC. Oh, my God. So this doesn't make any sense. And I have to chime in here and say this because 
On one hand, you'll see them on breaking points say, yeah, you know, we're interviewing Nina Turner. Nina Turner talks about how this dark money came in at the end, you know, towards the, the campaign right before election day from APAC. And they'll sympathize with Nina Turner. But at the same time, here you go. You have someone that is a part of your network. I don't even know if they call themselves a network. We can get into that in just a second, Indy. But you have someone that's a part of your network that is funded by APAC. How does that make any sense? Well, because Reed Hoffman also is involved, I believe, with APAC. And I believe, I, I, I don't know if Pierre Omiyar is, but what's happening is, is that these guys are actually funding both sides. They're funding both sides of the argument so they can set the parameters on both sides. And they control the fake fights in between. That's what we are finding more and more of. Okay. So again, here we get into the intercept, and we know about all about the intercept censoring our uh, our friend Glenn Greenwald, and the Hunter Biden laptop story, which we know, of course, is true. And he does a scathing forty-five minute deep dive on all the things that have gone wrong with the intercept. And I have questions about how the intercept was funded in the first place. And Glenn's been incredibly well taken care of for the last eight, ten years. He's got incredible integrity. He's broken some great stories and. This story is not about Glenn Greenwald. And again, this is about the people on Breaking Points, although Sagar is a huge fan of Glenn's. Glenn's been involved with Peter Thiel quite a bit uh, in in founding and launching Rumble. Again, tremendous admiration and respect for for Glenn Greenwald and and what he founded with The Intercept. But what it became is why he left. Uh, It's incredibly disappointing to see what it became. Uh, Betsy Reed, I think, had a lot to do with that. Jeremy Scahill kind of stepping back in 2020. You didn't really see him much on the scene other than a softball interview of AOC after the election had happened. All right. And again, they've already proven the the Hunter Biden laptop story to be authentic at this this point. The Intercept effectively had become indistinguishable from mainstream media, and they've aligned now with Bellingcat. And that's one of the other things that we're going to get into in the article. There are examples from 2018 how they 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 were towing the line on Syria. This aligns with Bellingcat again. This aligns with State Department talking points where they're ignoring the OPCW whistleblowers and they're ignoring Aaron Mate's reporting on this and they're ignoring wow. Nils Melzer. Okay, and then you've got again you've got Mehdi Hassan, who of course our friend Richard Medhurst would love to throw a shoe at. Um, Bashar al-Assad apologists, okay, your hero's a war criminal, even if he didn't guess Syrians. Wait a minute. So now you're at least somewhat admitting to the false flag, but it's still now about Assadists, Assadists, Assadists. Okay, then there was the story about how they could have potentially even prevented the entire dirty war because the Snowden articles and the Snowden leaks had evidence that showed that the whole thing was a um, an what was it a the moderate rebels were funded by the Saudi government, and they've whitewashed large jihadist elements within Syria's U.S.-backed rebels. So if we had known this in advance, we would have known about a false flag operation, et cetera, et cetera. They buried yeah. these documents, or or they they did not uncover them until after it was too late. Okay. Then they talked about using an Al Nusra affiliate, Bilal Al Karim, as a source back in 2016. Mm-hmm. This gives, and again, this is not just 28, 2020, 2021, 2022 stuff, but of course, how were they funded? It was with a $50 million donation initially by Omidyar. 
All right. And then he was using this as a write off and providing 20 million, 30 million, 40 million a year. And then he would just all of a sudden one year not not donate at all. And they would have to figure out another source of funding. But as it turns out that they did. Um, but what else was Omid Yar involved with? Well, according to Mark Ames, he was involved in the Maidan coup in Ukraine. So now you've got your narrative managers for Ukraine directly funding the intercept. That is disgusting, Indy. And destabilizing a, a democratically elected government. Okay, that's where Pierre was involved. And again, that's that's a, a document that came from oil price that he co-funded their revolutionary groups with U.S. government documents show. And this is, again, in the web archives from Mark Ames. This link is in the Substack uh, that, that you can find on indienewsnetwork.substack.com. Okay. And again, you've got Alex Rubenstein and and Max also investigating um, Omid Yar on the gray zone. And what was, oh, this was from Impress News back in 2019. Okay. How he's funding global information war and shaping the media landscape. Probably pretty similar to what we were talking about because he's been funding both sides for a while, left and right. So wow. he's involved with the intercept heavily, but he's not the only one. And this is where our friend MCSC, shout out to Robbie Yeager, Robletto Fire, uh, Politify News, uh, uh, Yeager.substack.com. He put out this tweet. And this again was in 2019 or 2020 that Dustin Moskovitz mm. uh, was funding First Look Media Works with a $31 billion donation. Okay. It was $32.5 billion, according to the filings by Michael Bloom, who runs that fund. And that fund has a total net worth of $2.016 billion, the Silicon Valley Community Foundation. That's who donated the money to The Intercept for 2019. It wasn't Pierre. But Pierre's involved. And likely, Pierre, there's a relationship there. Again, I, I, I'm not going to speculate, and I'm not going to say that there was. I don't know that for a fact. However, there's more research here. Yeah, Robbie does really good work for those who are not oh, he's uh, familiar. He's amazing. Shout out to our friend Robbie. Um, but again, Center for American Progress, also funded by the Silicon Valley Community Foundation. Third of way, course. Center for Popular Democracy, Sunrise Movement. Yep. All these organizations need to be more thoroughly investigated. Then you've got, again, 95% of funding for the Intercess parent got over $97 million from Good Ventures. We talked about what Good Ventures was. It's a private foundation from Dustin Moskovitz and his wife. I mean, you just go down the rabbit hole and there's money all around this that's trying to shape influence and to make sure that certain narratives are conveyed. Um, there's also a little bit of a dive into Matt Stoller, who is phenomenal on monopolies and phenomenal on business, uh, but is also a, a China hawk. Uh, he yeah. is always talking about war with China. So ch what China's goal is to subvert the current international global order. I mean, who said who is is it on us to determine the international global order? Um, no, no, this is just. <sighs> 
Reef and Colin and and uh, some of our brothers over at Indie News Network covered this last week. On they went through an older draft of this on on INN News last week. So actually, that's going to be coming up tonight. Uh, I don't know. We're not going to have a chance to get through the new one, but definitely uh, later on tonight. I think it starts at at nine or nine thirty. Pop over to rockfin.com slash INN. Yay, rockfin.com slash INN. INN now has a Rockfin channel. We're so excited. Thank you, Rockfin. Woohoo! And for those who are just joining, because some people weren't here at the beginning, um, can we play that video one more time, um, Indy, the first one? Maybe you should run it on your side again so that we have the sound, because we had that that issue before. So, so I'm going to stop sharing my screen so that you can pop it on yours. Cool. Let me come out. Oh, I am in there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for those just joining, because I noticed the numbers have jumped. For those just joining, uh, this is what we were talking about here. Breaking Points New Network features neocons and squad apologists. So I do want to uh, play that summary video really quickly to show you guys some of the talking points. J this gentleman right here in the middle, this is Pierre uh, Odemeyer. He is a billionaire. He co-founded eBay. And of course, most of you will know the other people that are part of the network behind them. Um, I'm going to go ahead and play this again. And then I'll say what I said again about Real News Network in just a second. Sorry, I just want to interject right here. Um, right here, Real News Network is also added. And I do want to say that, uh, Matt, I played this earlier, Max Alvarez has come out on Twitter and said that Real News Network is not a part of uh, Breaking Points as a partnership. He has come forward and said that that is not the case. So they did announce this on their show on Breaking Points, but Max says no, Real News Network is not a part of Breaking Point's partnership. So I do just want to clarify that again for people just joining. That's Ryan Grimm. Somebody's criticizing AOC and the squad. I have to come shit on a random podcaster. I, I'm the D.C. bureau chief of the fucking billionaire-funded Intercept. And I still have to peruse in Twitter defending politicians against podcasters' accurate, accurate descriptions. And the, the Chinese are less likely now to invade because of the setbacks the Russians have experienced there. So that's why I think the war matters there. But the Defense Department, the White House, they are doing a great job. That's what we already know, that Republicans are terrible. What I tell people is if you have a conscience, you will vote third party for the rest of your life because how dare you vote for these people? In 2020, I voted for Biden. Joe Biden, a racist, warmongering puppet and tool of Wall, of Wall Street and an enemy of the workers, and somehow you're going to pat yourself on the back of your good person. I think Donald Trump is a danger. I think he's terrible. I also know that I'm a white person. But Hillary Clinton is not slam dunk 100% better than I as, as an individual can in good conscience vote for this. There seems to be a laser focus on one party. Blinders, earmuffs. 
hear you saying, David, is you're giving it an out for them to not do this. And that's no, I'm not, I'm not giving them an out. Yeah, I'm you saying are. If, I don't know the answer to when push <laughs> really came to shove. If you said, I want these things that you really don't want to do. And that those lawmakers should then vote in the way that you that we're talking about to elect Kevin McCarthy speaker. I just I. You just as a human being, as a human being, you're misframing right this. You keep as a human being, you keep misframing the uh, the issue. She can't get 218 Democrats. Then there's no speaker. Right. And then it kicks back to the caucus. And then they and then it's chaos. And then a whole bunch of people can run. And then somebody will emerge. Uh, somebody would emerge from that process. As he points out, you don't get Kevin McCarthy as speaker. Uh, but. As long as we're not arming the Azov Battalion, I have no problem arming Ukraine in general so that they can protect themselves from Russian aggression. Ripping us apart, dividing the country, making it impossible to function as a society, and making it impossible to know just what is true and what is false. That is why we're building something new, a new mainstream, a healthier one, something more trustworthy, something that we are going to need in one of the most pivotal times in American history. They are very comfortable and okay with multipolarity. I mean, they've laughed at me. So what is that? So what is multipolarity? Right, so they, they've like? laughed at me when I'm like, God, we'll be doomed to Europe. And they're like, oh, well, in Europe they have healthcare. And I'm like, yeah, but they also have no say over the global affairs of the world. I want to write the affairs of the world, the rules of the road. I want to be the only blue water Navy. Again, excellent work. Excellent work, uh, Indy. Guys, please definitely follow their channel. I just put the link to their channel in the chat. Uh, you guys have done like great work here. Like, honestly, I said this last year when Case Study QB came on. I was like, there was something about breaking points to me. I was just like, I don't believe they're 100% independent. I just didn't believe it because I was looking at the numbers. And like, if you're in this game, you kind of know how much things cost audio equipment to be mic'd up in a studio and not have actual mic in front of you. Those things are very expensive, you guys. And yes, I know they have Patreons and they have like, you know, subscriptions and things like that. But I'm looking at somebody like David Pakman, who has millions of followers. Granted, I know David's not really left, but has millions of followers. Even David Pakman has sponsors. You know what I mean? You'll see like commercials and stuff like that, like on his on his show. So he doesn't claim to be something that he's not. Same thing with TYT. They acknowledge that they got that money from Jeffrey Katzenberg. So my thing is, if you are backed by billionaire money, don't come on stream. Well, not really stream because they don't really live stream. Don't come on to your show asking people for money and telling them that you're only funded by your viewers. Like, that's the problem that I have. You know how many people, since this article came out, you know how many people have reached out to me and told me that they canceled their subscription for breaking points because they truly believe they didn't have any other money coming in. Like, that's not right. They call themselves, we're going to make a new mainstream. I mean, they're basically, they, they, they tell you what they're going to do and they just, but we're independent. Are they really, truly independent? Uh, that That's what really got us all kind of, looking in into this because we all are bootstrapped we all are self-funded we are not corporate tied we are not billionaire tied whatsoever okay we're here to represent the people we're here to get the agenda across for the people and we're not here to gatekeep and we're not here to tell people that it can't be done now and that's what a lot of these people have in common they're all running a lane and 
I'm going to talk about this in the in the next one, but there was just recently uh, they did an R they did a, a clip where Crystal basically comes out and admits that there really is no lane for straight news anymore, and that everything is going to be catered to a specific audience, not realizing that it was really telling on themselves as much as as talking about quote unquote the right wing or the left wing or whatever it is. It's all just corporate funded serving the interests of somebody and you have to look at who. It doesn't mean that all the work they're ever doing is terrible and that you should dismiss it completely. What that means is we need to take it into consideration. We need to take it with a grain of salt and we need to consider what their agenda and motivation behind what they're saying, why they're saying is and use it as a as a data point. Right. 100%. And this makes a lot of sense, Indy, because now when I think back on the fact that Ryan Grimm smeared the marches for Medicare for all, he smeared our general strike summit. Keep in mind back then we didn't even have 10,000 subs like back then. I don't think he smeared all those, any type of direct action, things that we were trying to get done outside of electoral politics here, they would come in like people like Ryan Grimm would smear us like on Twitter. And I look back at it and I'm like, these people are controlled. Like, I feel like they're controlled opposition because it's like you say you want better things for people, but they only want you to do it through the Democratic Party. Anytime you try to do something outside of that, with the exception of labor, anytime you try to do something outside of that, like mutual aid or direct action, if you notice, they don't really back it. I remember when Crystal and Sauger were still on Rising, I had to stop watching them on Rising because I didn't like the talking points that Sauger had about the George Floyd protest. And to seeing Crystal sitting there right beside him and just nod and go along with him and not even push back. And you're supposed to be the left perspective on the show. I was like, I'm not going to be watching you for a while. I'm not going to be watching you for a while. You sit there and you let Sauger say the things that he said about the George Floyd protest. And so the point that I want to get across to everyone watching this is all of those people that you saw, all those people are wealthy. They're not like us. Access. Yep. Access and comfort. Those were the two words that I just wrote down, Sabby, were access and comfort. And that's what the, the everybody here is really looking for is access and comfort. The only one that I would say might not be is David Sirota, but he wants to maintain his comfort. We've talked a little bit about and you've done some incredible work in digging into David and his background. And I was kind of fooled in a way, too, and kind of big fan, supporter, still a subscriber to you know the, the the free version of of the lever what used to be the daily poster because he does call out like i said democratic corruption but why the biggest thing that i keep pointing back to and again this is going to be in the follow up piece so i'm going to i'm going to give a little bit of a of a of a preview is he won't acknowledge or talk about julian assange ever that's another one that's another one so that's a that's a telling point for me if people won't even like mention it, right? And there's some people that won't mention it. And I mean you're so you're gonna create a news agency. He's created an entire media agency, okay, where they are they're standing up to the power structures in certain places. Now, are they doing that because they know that if they don't question the intelligence state and the military apparatus apparatus, that they're really not going to be have fear of being locked up and persecuted and thrown into right. Belmarsh for a story that they're reporting. Probably they know that if they pay play within certain boundaries, 
they're going to be allowed to do that and expose certain things because that serves the ratings and it serves the distraction because what we what do we talk about right fighting left or blue fighting red while they run away with the green that's the whole idea right no it's it's true basically what they're doing guys is they're doing like what indy put in that video or mad crap put in that video they're doing corporate news's job for them under the mm -hmm. guise of being independent they have some of the same talking points as msnbc now it didn't used to be like that like come on you watched a lot of these people they changed let me uh, add this back to the stream i'm gonna show you guys what happened here what happened to secular talk the the talking points i heard on secular talk last year was not i was like i can't watch this anymore this guy's far gone now you would have never heard that from kyle years ago the talking points that you hear from crystal ball now even so i'm just like what happened to that fire in that fight that you used to hear when bernie sanders was running you don't hear it anymore if you want to go over here even to like jordan sheraton a lot of these people, it's like they took people that had channels that were not growing anymore. I mean, we all know that uh, Secular Talk has been losing subs. Kyle's talked about that multiple times. Jordan Sheraton said the same thing. He's been losing subs. It's like they took them, let's put them all together up under breaking points, and maybe that'll help their channels too. But I don't want to say I don't think they realize it. I think they do realize it. But the thing is, is like people are leaving because of a reason. People are leaving because they see your talking points have changed. And I know I watched all these people through Bernie Sanders campaigns. People see the difference. We see the change. We're not dumb. So we see that you're following the money. Now you got people out here like this explains why they bring on the people that they bring on. And I want to remind everybody, for those who did not know, I did invite David Sirota on for that conversation. David Sirota didn't respond. He opened the email because I saw he opened the email. I have email campaigns, so it tells me when someone opens it. So open the email, didn't want to have that conversation because David Sirota knows he knew that I was going to come with receipts, that I'm going to challenge you. I'm not going to ask you these, I don't know, what do you want to call them? What, what is it called, Indy? Soft Oof, questions? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, the, I mean, yeah, um, it's... Again, they want to go through the articles that, that, that they're writing and covering on the lever. It's creating an ecosystem that can ignore certain stories that they don't want to really cover. Right. Um, even though like like press freedom stories. OK, I don't know if I remember hearing the name Daniel Hale out of anybody in that group. I I, I don't know. Um, Chelsea Manning, I know we definitely heard heard about and from for sure. Right. Um, yeah. So softball. <laughs> Softball. Yeah, we don't want to get yeah. soft laws, okay? And and yes, they 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 do. Um, and Jeremy Scahill gave a softball interview to AOC. I mean, we we have yep. so such little access to these people. They don't represent us anymore. We've been talking for that. We don't even talk about electoral politics anymore. We we really try not to. We're focusing on direct action and mutual aid. And how do we actually bring them back to the table? Because we know they're not listening to us. It's an election year. And they think that they can do this without us while knowing that the Democrats are going to get crushed across the board. And so, you never hear them tell you to do mutual aid or direct action. They make ever. it seem like they present to their audience that the only option that they have is electoral politics. And that's because they don't want to do it. They don't want to do direct action. They don't want to do mutual aid. They like being comfortable. Like I said, a lot of these people are wealthy. Some of them come from money. 
They don't want to do anything. They don't want to get their hands dirty. They're stuck in 2019. They really are. They still think that the entire left is together and we're all going to unite behind Bernie and we're going to push the Democratic Party to give us universal health care and cut the military <laughs> and do all the things that that we think that the, the justice Democrats should have done. Well, we know that justice Democrats were really just Democrats, but and it's really yep. disappointing. It's not something that we take pride or laugh at about saying it's right. It's disheartening because we put a lot of time, effort, money, money, energy, grassroots uh, effort, and you know, like that, that got squandered. That could have been put into mutual aid and direct action. Think about the millions of dollars that were donated to AOC. You know, she's got the fourth largest coffers right now in in Congress. But you'll mm. probably get an email from her next week asking for money for 2022. Indy, I have to ask: Has anyone else invited you on to talk about this article? I'm curious. Uh, I was on with Franco the other day. Uh, shout out to Frank. I know he was on the show yesterday too. Love, love Franco. That's really it. You know, we, we talked about it on INN News. We talked about it on How Do We Miss That? We went through the article. I went through it in depth as well, as well as tonight. And again, I, I appreciate you you having me on and, and giving this story light and talking about these, these independent quote unquote networks, because what they're doing is they're taking up the space that an FHL, that an R, I'm sorry, RBN, that mm -hmm. INN, that MCSC Network, that Action for Assange should be, a question. you know, again, YouTube is never recommending our channels or our shows or our videos anymore. We're off that corporate algorithm. You can clearly see actually from Kyle's channel that the minute that he stopped aligning with TYT, he went off that corporate algorithm. But somewhere, Breaking Points is getting the funding to either buy the advertising to grow their channel or that first year they had some way of manipulating the youtube algorithm and they got some kind of preferential treatment because of the the content that they were creating and they had a team and was that team paid how much were they paid where did the funding come to pay them all of these are questions they're private organization we can't find out and and i'm not looking to expose things that are supposed to be private that are not supposed to be public but there are definitely questions. If you're going to come and sell yourselves as an independent media agency uh, that, that is going to be advocating for the people, we need to see that. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. So, guys, definitely share this with as many people as you can um, because, you know, Indy's been on, on my show and he's been on Franco's show. So definitely share this with as many people as you can because some people are not going to talk about this article because they might have friends in this group. I'm not I've been on Misty's radio show. Misty's <laughs> also awesome. Shout out to Misty Winston. And uh, of course, all the INN sisters and brother. We got Tara Reed. Tara's part of INN. And, and she, she'll talk about this on her channel. I mean, we, we're not afraid. And again, INN Rockfin, it's going to definitely be talked about on, on there um, in the near future. And you can also go to my, my Rockfin, rockfin.com slash IND left news. Everything is slash IND left news. Awesome. Indy, thank you so much. And again, one more time, guys, I am going to put that link for Indy and the in crew in the chat one more time so you can follow them. They're doing great work, you guys, and definitely share them with as many people as possible. Thanks, thank you everybody. so much, Indy, for coming on. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Love you, Sabbath. All right, all right. Okay, so this is really how do we miss that live? Um, that was Savvy Sabs, and we love you, Savvy Sabs, and thank you, Savvy Sabs. You're the best. Um, 
Thank you for spotlighting this piece. Um, thank you for uh, giving, again, amplification to small content creators who are growing and trying to do some investigative work. Thank you to all the INN people yep. that helped put this together, including the guy sitting next to me, Reef, uh, as well as Big Mad Crab, who put the video together, and uh, the dissident, and follow him, the307.substack.com. Again, hi, everybody. This is Andy uh, on the Bong Father, as you can see from my plate above my head. Uh, you got you got the the Reef Breland guy next to me. Um, this is how do we miss that? Howdy. So it's Sunday night. It's a little later because we saw Savvy and I was on Savvy Wednesday night. But how do we miss that? Is a show airing on Rockfin and we are on double Rockfin tonight. Uh, Rockfin.com/inn. We'll talk about that in a minute. Rockfin, YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, Twitter, Odyssey, Telegram. Sunday nights, ten o'clock Eastern, seven p.m. Pacific. Reviewing a few big stories. This is only just one other big story. We haven't seen cover much in our independent media space this week. And you know who your hosts are, and you, Reef is also the the creator of the Jimmy Dore Discord, unofficial. He's the host of Reef for After Dark on the INN Network. He's also the host and creator of yep. INN News, and watch out for that on Wednesday nights yep. uh, about 9 p.m. Eastern, usually on the INN Network. So, all the stories were featured in our Substack, uh, but actually it was featured in IndieNewsNetwork.substack.com. It was an exclusive to INN. That was a, a collaborative effort between all of our INN folks. Uh, and we're going to go through the part two tonight of, uh, of the, the Breaking Points deep dive on uh, on their funders specifically. Look a little bit more into Crystal. And uh, and we're, we want to clear up the situation with Max Alvarez. And I know that uh, that, that Sabi did, did go through it. Um, please make sure to share this link. Uh, we've got over 20 people watching. Thank you so much, everybody, for watching. INN, Indie Left News. And we've got it on all those different channels. So wherever you're watching, share it on, on Twitter, share it on Facebook, share it anywhere, please. Instagram, cap it, tell everyone to get over here and watch. So um, shout out to all the supporters. My goodness. Uh, Rockfin. Rockfin's growing like crazy. So we got tonight uh, donations from Shadowban Refugee and Krillfingers uh, just signed up on, on uh, nice. Patreon. Thank you so much for that. That was awesome. Um, then we also had Sarah Wagner, Anthony Malecki, Human Being, Action for Assange, and welcome back to the scene, Al Action for Assange. We missed you guys. Free Julian Assange. Roar Media, Love You Oz, yes, and Amares, World Eater, Jim Garrison, and of course, Cy Lawson, who dropped a big dodo. And now, check out uh, Marcus Cage and the Political Matrix. They also have a, uh, a, a Rockfin channel. Uh, Patreon supporters, Richard and Richard M and Radical Leftist Agenda, who may still be here if she is not yet. Uh, or she was here earlier. Love her. Love you, Nikki. Les Bones, Eric T. Red moved over from Kofi. He's over to Patreon. Dougie G was a new sign up today. And again, Krillfinger. So we're now up to seven amazing patrons uh, and supporters. And thank you so much for all that. I mean, it goes right back into supporting content creators. And again, this is, this is what we love doing. And Appreciate everything that you can put together, uh, that you can help us put together. Um, volunteers, and again, they we wouldn't be able to do this without them. Appreciate you. Appreciate all of you. Uh, Big Man Crab, again, part of this whole collaborative that we were doing on the Breaking Points thing. Phantom Osfanto doing the editing. He actually clipped the savvy video that you just watched tonight from her stream. Fred Edward Fredward, he's over on, the, on Rockfin right now, sharing out to Twitter and Facebook. Love you. You're a beast. Thank you so much, man. Without you, we really wouldn't be very present on Facebook. And also Darlene, who posts into the Facebook groups for Indie Left and for INN occasionally. Uh, the resident skeptic, Chris Gilman, sharing to his channels. Thank you so much for that. Nicole, Instagram. I uh, hope you're doing really well. Rose Klein Paint. 
And then, of course, uh, Paco and uh, Paco, Oz, Team Tara, Crab were really, really hitting it out. And uh, Tara's had some unbelievable guests in the last couple of weeks. Definitely go see Tara. Uh, go check out her channel. It's growing like gangbusters. She's going to catch and pass me really quickly. And uh, it's no surprise. She's she's doing fantastic work. She's got some great guests, and I hope she does. Uh, again, that's youtube.com slash Tara Reed author is her YouTube channel. It is shadow banned like crazy. You cannot find it if you search her name on YouTube. All they show are those old smear videos. It's terrible. So it's youtube.com slash Tara Reed author. Uh, so definitely check that out again. We're so excited about Rockfin. Um, thank you to Rockfin. Uh, we've had some conversations with Jaime, and now all the four channels that we recommended are live. So that would be Uncle Warren and Extra Booyah got a channel, and JB Font. Uh, he's already had a couple streams live, and oh my God, Jay did did a new show with Savvy on RBN. Uh, that was that was so much fun. I mean, I just couldn't stop smiling the whole show. I love that man. Uh, and then uh, Marcus Cage, of course. And then the fourth channel you might be watching right now on, it's INN. Yay, INN. So rockfin.com slash INN. I have been waiting to get slash INN for a platform for a while. Super excited to get that. Uh, and it's really easy to remember. So everybody, rockfin.com slash INN. I was talking to somebody today who'd never heard of Rockfin before. He's like, wow, man, that's that's really cool. There's there's MMA content on there, mm -hmm. and it's all, it's all ad-free. I hate all the ads on, on, on YouTube. Like, yeah, yep, yep, exactly. Yep. So also you can get the podcast. I have not mm -hmm. uploaded last week, and I promised my friend Scott. Uh, thank you, Scott, for listening. Appreciate all your support. But uh, I told him the podcast uh, I'd upload episode thirty-seven. Now we got to do thirty-eight as well. Podcast is going to be available free for download on all your favorite platforms: Amazon, Apple, Spotify, Google. Go to Anchor.fm/slash Independent Left News. You can find all the links, or, or you can search for How Do We Miss That. Subscribe. Please leave us a five-star rating. And actually, I was told by Scott that he said, uh, hey, Alexa, play Leftist.Today podcast. And that worked. And it played episode 37. How about that? Or episode 35. How about that? Freaking awesome. So you guys can do that. And apparently works works with Alexa as well. Uh, again, check out INN News on Wednesdays. They're probably going to go through this article that we're going to go through. And you're going to see some different people go through it. I don't know who's going to be joining with Reef and, and Uncle Colin. Um, and then... Uh, Jesse's new show, uh, American Tradition, we're going to have episode four is going to be on Tuesday night. And I don't remember who he said we're going to roast, but it's going to be a blast. And that's, that's just one of the absolute pleasures to do is to engineer and work with, work with Jesse and listen to him and fanboy out every two weeks. Mm -hmm. um, so we do want to get to this article. So I'm going to go to the diddly doot. And when I'm going to diddly doot, we're just going to go to Andy Main. And we are in and studio mode. Yes. Budget. Twidget. Oh, yes. Hi. Yes, we're not live anymore. Uh, we, we don't need to say that. Throw your Patreon link in the chat, please. Yes. Uh, can you hook it up, uh, Arif? It is. Thank you. Patreon.com slash IND left news. Everything is slash IND left news. All right. Now we have the live chat going through. Everybody will be able to see that. And... Refresh your... Um, <clears throat> oh, never mind. It's fine. I think we're good. All right. So I wanted to show everybody. This is leftist.today. This is our substack. We did clip up uh, last Sunday's uh, clip, and that is currently the the, the the article at the top of our Substack, and it's got six videos that you definitely need to check out. It's JB Font's stream announcement about getting his Rockfin channel. It is the Bank Sisters talking about Camp Dada, and definitely go to support Camp Dada. They're going to be doing some camping at the end of the summer, Labor Day, and they're trying to organize and get labor and organizers together 
to kind of stick a, a, a finger in the, in the eye of some of the wealthy people out in the Hamptons, but have a good time and learn and, and get, get together and really build community. You've got Max and Jimmy talking about the Bilderberg Group. And actually, that kind of ties into what we're talking about today. Hey, there's Jimmy, 1.03 million subs. And then there is said JB and Savvy Show. So, and RBN, let's help RBN get to 20K if we're not, if they're, you're not already subscribed. Revolutionary Blackout, fantastic network, great content creators, good friends of the show. Um, and then, of course, again, here are all the links. You want to know where you could find that? Again, leftist.today. And there is the Patreon link, patreon.com slash indleftnews. Again, you've got it there, but let's just drop it in there for everyone. Again, uh, I don't I don't push it because I'd rather you guys support all these other amazing content creators and INN. I really appreciate everything you do to support it. And again, I just put it right back into supporting everybody else. Uh, and again, uh, Anthony, yeah. thank you so much. A new Patreon. Yay. Okay. You're the best. Okay. And then we've got Shadowban Refugee. And uh, he's got a... Um, Bogfather is uh, nah, then Cockfather. I said less than. I don't think so. Let's make Maltos cocktails and read Tolstoy and Dostoevsky so we can really get to know each other. Right. Let's read theory. <laughs> exactly. I'll wait for the movie. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll wait for that. So um, I did want to switch and let's switch over. We publish a new updated article, and this was a collaboration <clears throat> of even more INN members, including. Reef himself, who went and, and got a statement from uh, from from Max Alvarez, and we're going to go through that. I yeah, want to go through that toward that the end. Us, would you? What's that? Sorry? Zoom that in for us. Zoom that you? in. Okay, zoom. I will zoom that in. Zoom, zoom, zoom. I don't want to go too too zoom, too zoom. big a zoom zoom. Shake the rump. So again, breaking points, billionaire funding ties, and the story behind breaking points of Max Alvarez. So again, uh, I'm just going to read through it. <clears throat> it's not that long. Uh, in our last article, we investigated the link and the funding sources behind the host of Breaking Points and the satellite affiliates, the Realignment Podcast, The Intercept, and Big by Matt Stoller. As detailed prior, the host of Breaking Points and some of their mentioned affiliates have ties in previous or current roles to, the, to either the Hudson Institute and they fund Marshall and Sager's Realignment Podcast, Pierre Omidyar of The Intercept, Reed Hoffman, who has ties to Crystal Ball, APAC with David Sirota, or other conservative pro-war, historically anti-China DC think tanks funded by big businesses like the Hoover Institute and the Lincoln Network, who were linked to Raytheon, of course, and, and we heard about that on Savvy Show. Okay, and I want to show this video by INN member Joe. If you're not following him, it's twitter.com slash at STFU shitlive. He's the best. I love Joe. He's so funny. He makes videos of fire. Uh, this is a couple of minutes long. Uh, I'm going to mute my thing, but we should be good because this is Cable Seat Alive. Fingers crossed this is going to work. Mm -hmm. Hey, guys, it's Crystal. And Sagar. We have an amazing announcement for you. We are starting a brand new, totally independent show. Could not be more excited about it. We want to compete with CNN, Fox News, MSNBC. They've got endless resources, but we've got you. Guys, if you haven't canceled your Breaking Points subscription to I don't know what you're doing. Get on it. These people are literally like promoting economic warfare and real warfare with China should not be giving them your money. That's something else that we're really proud of is that um, the audience has really different views across the entire spectrum. No one's actually holding these fucks accountable because they brainwashed their entire audience into thinking that we should be going to war with China. Breaking Points has been in a network with most of the same issues as corporate media. And he says, got to give the viewers of Breaking Points what they want. So who is the viewers? These mics pretty low. This is a question they've asked. If China were to invade Taiwan, would you support the United States 
coming to Taiwan's defense. Yeah, that's that's a right wing. Fifty seven percent said yes. Now we are able to partner with all these great people. Shut the fuck up, Sagar. So that's the main graphic for everybody together. Breaking points as the guy that's against forced to vote. What is happening over here with breaking points? Just weird, yeah. like conflicts of interest of him pushing oh a Democratic God, Party God. and he happened to be married to a Democrat. And then there was one video I was watching when he was like, yeah, I know some Democrats and I paused it. I mean, I paused it, Rome. And I was like, what do you mean you know so many Democrats? You're fucking a Democrat. <laughs> yeah. Breaking points as a team <laughs> who censored Glenn Greenwald and Sabrina, aka Savvy Sab, she put the right comment up for this next graphic and that is for Marshall Okay. Go fuck yourself, you fucking egghead nerd. I don't give a fuck about your committee shit. Why don't you stop saying that stupid <laughs> shit? That's directed at Matt. It's a tumultuous time. It's a sad yes, time. It is. And it's a dangerous time. Yes, it is. But there is not reason to give up on the fact that every day, the harder we work and the more people that we expand and more, that we actually can change with the status quo. You know, change feels like it's not happening and it happens all at once. Shut the fuck up, Sagar. What does this say to you? Does <laughs> yep. this scream revolution? Does this no. scream... The, this scream urgency. Uh, we want to continue to upgrade this studio. Uh, we need to fix some of the lights. Shut the fuck up, Sagar. Yeah, not everything's propaganda. Sagar is just an anti-China hack who propaganda. comes from the Hudson Institute, which is one of the most anti-China conservative think tanks on the planet. So look, guys, if you can help us out, you know, I know how hard you guys work. And I know how hard it is out there. Inflation and all that. Shut the fuck up, Sagar. Uh, we need to fix some of the lights. Shut the fuck up, Sagar. You know, if you're used to consuming mainstream news content, yeah. and you're not used to watching YouTube shows and you see something that has, you know, a more minimalist background or more casual vibe to it, then mm -hmm. there, I think there is a natural instinct to be like, ah, that's not, that's right. not serious. That's, right. that's not that's real. Right. They have 80,000 people subscribed to them yeah. right now. Think of, think of the minds that they are poisoning. Yeah, think about all the, uh, all the rage that people have built up inside of them that they are keeping down. Yeah, they are wetting out people fired. And if you can really support machine. us, become a founding member. It's a one-time payment of $1,500. Shut the fuck up, Sagar. So fuck Marshall, fuck Kyle, fuck Sock, fuck all these people. They, these people are our opposition and we need to treat them like so. But you're Shut cool. the fuck up, Sagar. Who are these people? Thank you, Nancy. We are INN. And that is STFU Joe. And thank you for cutting that. And that was awesome and fire. And shut the fuck up, Sauger. Oh, my God. I love that. I could listen to that all day. Um, Just Hinkle's live also. But, you know, everybody, he's awesome. Uh, shout out to Hinkle on there. And Jimmy yelling at, at Stoller. And, yeah, it's it, it's good. Speakers. Uh, fuck you. Thank you. What? Hey, speakers. <laughs> what? Speakers. Speakers. I wish I knew why it did that when it when it when I every time if I click it for the first time. That was re re really oh. interesting. Okay, so <laughs> Crystal and Sagar position the show is user funded and independent, but that's not exactly true. When much of the source source of the host's wealth and income, which helped or helps fund the show, comes directly from orgs connected to either the military industrial complex or billionaires trying to buy the neoliberal political landscape who partner with other billionaires' philanthropic tax write-offs to finance independent media. So it's not terribly surprising to find Sagar and Marshall's foreign policies, which align with the neocon think tanks funding them, seeping into breaking points coverage. Crystal may rail against the Democrats' corruption, but offers no alternative solutions, i.e. direct action, mutual aid, pulling support and funding for Democratic candidates in favor of independents and third parties, which results in shepherding people back toward the Democrats, a corporate-controlled entity 
where citizens have little influence over policy. Viewers need to keep this in mind when watching to determine for themselves how biased a segment may be towards a certain perspective and why the hosts are supporting a certain uh, or arguing against a certain perspective. So, yep, that's and, and somebody actually commented on the YouTube uh, or uh, uh, either on the Substack or on the YouTube on with Sabby, uh, but they they said that this was this was really the crux of it right there is that no alternative solutions and not pushing for anything different other than back toward well but this could, let's run let's vote for somebody running for office and in the exact same current system and they're going to change the system from inside and we all know how that works how that works out um yeah. so i want to look at the ties between crystal ball and reed hoffman of course we do know that reed hoffman in 2018 funded the people's house project which was a super pack or a pack that crystal had set up uh, and again we went through that in in the savvy thing to um support candidates in virginia and appalachia on the democratic side they were paid over five hundred thousand dollars i believe in total by reed hoffman over the two years uh, over the two years crystal was paid out over two hundred and seventy three thousand dollars but all the records showed that only forty-eight thousand was paid out to actual candidates and and uh, paid to campaigns, um, and that was through FEC filings. and And we have the receipts for that. Um, but what's really there's some fascinating stuff that's come out about Reed Hoffman, and I don't know how connected they still are to this day. However, a lot of the money that she probably had, and again, I know that her husband was was wealthy, but close ties. Why she's hired this this close connection. Corporate media prior, I've got to start asking some serious questions about how independent is Crystal about independent media. I know she's trying to bootstrap and they, they call it, but it's it's corporate think, think speak and t corporate head towards Democratic Party speak um, too often. And so she's right. never explained what happened to the money and what happened with the pack. All right. And again, funded directly through Reed Hoffman, notorious Russiagator, anti-Trumper. More, former member of the board of directors at PayPal. This is where we get into it. PayPal's really an interesting connection here. But this in-depth interview, which I picked out with Hoff, with Reed Hoffman from 2012, guy flies on his private plane with him. And it's really interesting. The guy, he's gushing about him. And it's actually, he yeah. says this admiringly, but the way I saw it was also that his enormous wealth helped him grow a savior complex. So again, that a small number of humans yeah virtually have no, no constraints on their decision-making and read as one of them. When he chose to fly to Las Vegas and speak at this event, the list of things he chose not to do with his time was very, very long. So often he wrestles with those trade-offs. Okay. He says, I wake up in the morning, unsure of whether I want to savor the world or save the world. And what he really wants to do is save. He wants to use his talent and network and money to change the world for the better and solve some of humanity's problems. Again, the problem is, is yeah, the perspective and who he's funding and where it's going and who he supports. And look, he funded, he helped fund the Shadow App. He was involved in developing the Shadow App in 2020. He's not a friend to the progressive left. Mm -hmm. He is funding the Democratic Party across. But we also found out that he has been funding a Republican candidate by the name of, oh, Liz Cheney for Wyoming. $2,900 max donation. Um, now, he did not oh. donate... F and F. Yeah. And he did it through Are great. Are you kidding me? 
He did it through Greylock, part, through Greylock, which is one of his entities. He didn't donate through LinkedIn. Okay, LinkedIn, as you know, can make uh, larger donations. <clears throat> he didn't through, do it through their PAC or through Greylock Partners. Um, this is just one of his other businesses. and But he also is donating to here Mark Kelly and mainstream Democrats. I know it's kind of hard to see. Let me see if I can blow this up. There you go. Okay, so the point yeah. is, is he's donating to... Spamberger and Kane, Tim Kaine. So those are conservative. Mm. And then you've got Mike Levin and Katie Porter. Those are progressives. You've got mainstream. You've got Mark Kelly, the astronaut. You've got Digit Dems. All he's doing is donating money to Dems. And another, let's just wet, you know, make sure that the anti-Trumpers are taken care of too. Liz Cheney, there you go. There's a couple of, there's a couple grand. Ugh. And that was just this year, February 24th of this year, Max out donation to her primary and i guarantee now that she's won her primary there will be another filing that shows another twenty nine hundred dollars all right now that's from fec.gov everybody can go to the article uh let's drop the article link again in the chat i think the article might even the, the link might be in the doobly do but let's put it in the chat anybody wants to go and see any of this stuff again just prior to publishing wired magazine publishes this piece on reed hoffman which is retweeted by the wonderful, lovely, amazing Whitney Webb of Unlimited Hangout. Go subscribe to Unlimited Hangout. Support independent content creators. Support independent journalists. She's one of the best there is. Love her to death. Thank you, Whitney, for all you do. Appreciate you. So, Reed Hoffman says, quote, When I was 12, sketching out a plan, I can remember to change the world, where my friends and I would get to all various positions of power. And what did he want to do? Become director of the CIA. Oh, God. What the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah, it's bad. Like 30 likes, that's all. Oh my god. I thought Wired Magazine had a lot oh. more jack than that, but man, Twitter engagement's way down. Um, so yep. the link to Crystal, uh, I don't know how current it is, but I know that if he picked up the phone and called her, she would probably take his phone call. But that that's speculation. Yeah. Based upon their relationship and what he is and what he does and how he's supported her, I'm guessing she's going to take his text or his call. I don't know how how, how active they are in talking now. Um, but he's I know so that he talking. loves to fund. I know, I know that he loves yeah. to fund independent media and, and fund narratives. And, hey, this guy does too. Hey, Pierre. Um, mm. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Okay, every I hope everybody has washed their high dance because Uncle Warren has entered the chat. All right. So Uncle up, Warren, fam? extra booyah. We shout it out. Congratulations on your new Rockfin channel, rockfin.com slash extra booyah. Go sign up, go follow up for free. Uh you'll be watching his Thursday night shows. You'll get his secret shows. We're not gonna tell you when they're gonna be, but they're gonna be late night, I promise. And there'll be occasional interviews and and it's just a hilariously good time all the time with with uncle warren love him to death and appreciate you being part of inn so we yeah. want to get into pierre <clears throat> pierre omidyar founder of the intercept billionaire financier and philanthropist, served as reed hoffman's boss while evp while hoffman was evp at paypal and there's our quote from tech tycoons you know saying that um Hoffman uh, joined PayPal as member of board of directors at the found at the founding of the company. Became EVP from 2000 to 2002. He was responsible for all external relationships of PayPal, including the one with eBay. 
So they're both known as a, as members of a club, of course, known as the PayPal Mafia. I think it's been talked about quite a bit. Also include, most famously, Elon Musk and Peter Peter Thiel. Elon Musk from Tesla, SpaceX, and and Tesla, but that's that should be the boring company, and now Twitter. Uh, Peter Thiel from Facebook, Palantir, and now Rumble and Locals and the parent that owns that. I don't remember the, the, the four-digit stock symbol. Um, members of this group are and have been highly influential in determining how media today is presented, consumed, how narratives are crafted and delivered, as well as hiring the executives to craft them and funding these endeavors. So just last month, Alan McLeod wrote this incredibly long and in-depth piece for Mint Press News detailing Omid Yar's media influences, and it's titled, How One of America's Premier Data, Mon Data Monarchs is Funding a Global Information War and Shaping the Media Landscape. Now, I'm sure you're well aware of what's been going on with PayPal and, challenge and, and defunding and canceling the accounts of independent content creators that are challenging narratives, specifically on the Ukraine-Russia and prior on COVID and always on Israel-Palestine. Um, mm. As recently as 2017, Omid and Hoffman partnered to create Ethics and Governance of Artificial Intelligence Fund, each creating contributing $10 million with Phil Knight of the Nike Foundation, uh, you know, from Nike fame. They are and have been intricately connected in shaping the technology world together for decades. And it's in the, you know, between PayPal and 2017, they definitely did projects together and had influences on media and tried to shape things. Now, we're going to include this section from our prior article that the dissident uh, wrote up as it's uh, relevant here to further in evidence Omid Yor's influence in media and more over world affairs. Okay, so journalist Mark Ames, and he's another one who's shadow banned and reports uh, on, on crimes of Western governments that are trying that, that the media tries to cover up. He reported on leaked documents that show wow. Pierre funded the 2014 Maidan coup in coup in Ukraine, which kind of is responsible for why we are where we are right now, along with other Western governments, of course. <clears throat> in a separate 2019 lengthy investigation into Pierre Omidyar, Alex Rubenstein from Mint Press as well reported that he uses his wealth to advance Washington's policy of regime change and partner with CIA cutouts such as USAID and the NED, which fund independent, quote-unquote, media outlets like Bellingcat. Let's, okay, there's right. Bellingcat popping up. Blumenthal and Rubenstein wrote. Okay, and I, I don't think it was actually Blumenthal, but I know it was Alex Rubenstein. Quote, behind the image he's cultivated of himself as a progressive philanthropreneur, Omidyar has wielded his empire, um, his media empire, to advance the Washington consensus in strategic hotspots around the globe. His fortune helped found an outlet to propel a destabilizing coup in Ukraine. He's helped establish a network of oppositional youth activists and bloggers in Zimbabwe. And in the Philippines, he's invested in oppositional news site that is honing corporate surveillance techniques like a mood meter to capture non-rational reactions. <laughs> That's dangerous. Um, meanwhile, he's partnered closely yeah. with the leading arms of U.S. soft power from U.S. Agency for International Aid and Development, that's USAID, and the National Endowment for Democracy, the NED, acting as a conduit for information warfare-style projects in countries around the world. And again, it's pretty well established that USAID and NED are cutouts for Western intelligence, uh, CIA and MI5, 6, and, you know, UK intel 
uh, Australian as yeah. well. Five eyes. Yep. So yeah. you've got this guy, Pierre. You've got Reed Hoffman. You've got 30 billionaires. Not dirty necessarily, but billionaires that like to control media. And they're pretty closely connected with these folks. I'm not going to say that they're funding this show directly. I, I I can't connect that, and I'm not. I don't want to speculate that. However, Pierre funds the Intercept. Still, the Intercept is one of the partners. They are pushing talking points from Bellingcat. Bellingcat is funded again by State Department talking points, CIA talking points, and my you know, military intelligence talking points from. Um, from UK, and it's it's something we need to keep our eye on. Again, I do not say to dismiss their content entirely. I say to take it with, take this information into account when you're when you're watching an anti-China story. Who's funding their their anti-China rhetoric, and why are they pushing that? Um, and who around them is going to benefit from this type of rhetoric? Now, I want to let uh, Reef kind of talk a little bit about this section here because this was this was his great work in in uncovering what happened here with max he did a little bit of follow-up on this tweet so go ahead man so Ma max is one of the only ones with any like actual public of publicly available means to contact him for the most part you know other than maybe a direct twitter dm to other groups that are affiliated um which you know Sirota still has me blocked and I think you blocked so we couldn't get him um but um Max Max has an email so I, I decided to email him um you know and and apparently I wasn't the only one because he already had a tweet um saying um here's the essentially tweet. that right so um that Max apparently says that um, he needs to address a rumor. No, the real news has not merged with uh, At Points community, and that's Breaking Points' Twitter, right? We remain in the independent nonprofit network, and all our stuff is exclusively posted on our channels. I produce a bi-weekly labor video for BP and get paid $300 as a freelancer. That's it. So um, he, he brings me that uh, tweet. Um... You know, and he, he continues, so I think it's perfectly reasonable for folks to have questions about this, and I've been nothing but open with all who ask me about it. I was approached by BP in April and asked if I would be interested in writing, hosting a labor-focused segment every two to three weeks that would air on the BP YouTube channel. I would basically be a freelance correspondent and get paid $300 per video. If a video went viral and could be monetized, I would get a small percentage of that on top of the $300, but with worker and labor-focused videos, that hardly ever happens. That really is the extent of the partnership. I write all the scripts after work hours, and none of TRNN's resources go into producing the BP segments. The Real News is and will remain an independent, viewer-supported, nonprofit news network. BP does not get to publish any of our video, audio, text content. We don't get to publish any of theirs. They get no money from us. We get none from them. The payment for each segment goes to me as the freelancer being Max. Um, it was agreed that I would be able to highlight clips from the Real News Network reports, which accompanying TRNN branding in my segments if I so wished. But these clips would be integrated into a segment independently produced and published by the BP team. 
I said yes because it was an opportunity to highlight the reporting we do at The Real News and to help the worker stories we spend so much time and effort on reach a broader audience for all the time, effort, and resources we pour into the labor coverage every week at TRNN. Getting people to watch, listen, to read, and support that reporting is a never-ending struggle, and we, specifically me, are not serving the workers who entrust us with their stories if we are not doing everything we can to make sure people actually see them. Before making any decisions, I consulted with TRNN staff, and we came to a democratic consensus that me doing this segment for BP under the terms of this agreement was worthwhile and would not compromise the Real News Network's independence or editorial mission. So far, I produced three segments of the Art of Class War for the BP channel, and he lists said videos. One, two, and so, three. We've embedded those in the subset yep. so you can watch it. Okay. And he says, again. Hope that clarifies things. Thanks a bunch, M. Um, and we find it interesting, again, that the Real News and Max and possibly others were unaware that they were going to be mentioned in this way on the stream and that their logo would be put up or, there or on at screen. Least the Right, and that the specifics wouldn't be necessarily focused on, and and that that video is still up. Um, I I haven't heard Breaking Points clarify this yet. That tweet so, also with the affiliates that, from that, that Points similar... Community. Now again, this is an unofficial channel. They are this is not the official YouTube right. channel for them. However, partners of the show elevate Breaking Points to another level, and they tag everybody. Yep. Again. Including Max. So, that's you know, uh, to, to us, that's that's what we were working with. So, um, but um, I, I kind of believe that, you know, uh, particularly James Lee and Sheraton, that they're getting similar deals here. And I kind of wonder how much the differences are, if there are any. Um, but... I would guess it's tiered. Like, Based upon, again, the number of appearances, yeah. the amount of time they spend, uh, these guys are doing, you know, kind of cut segments and a video clip and then accompanying that with an yeah. appearance with it. That seems like a lot of work for 300 bucks, honestly, for a channel that's pretty monetized, for people that have corporatized these kind of people and these kind of money behind them. They're funded by the Realignment Podcast. Yeah. They're funded by the Hudson Institute. They're funded by prior... Uh, again, I don't want to speculate any further, but these uh, Sagar's got wonderful teeth, and he wears beautiful suits, and Crystal is dressed to the nines, <laughs> and they have their ten thousand dollar desk, and got 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 to upgrade those lights, um, got to upgrade those comment, lights. There's a comment ump above. Um, perhaps with BP, the news funding is all crowdsourced. The millions from oligarchs are just used for Crystal to buy more of her Hunger Game dresses. Um, may the odds ever be yeah, those, in your favor fingers. may the odds ever be in your favor so I would not volunteer as tribute this is um, awesome okay so I went a little bit longer than I hoped I would uh, we are going to do boats tonight and uh, I do need some eye bleach now I did want to spotlight also nice. again the, if you wanted to see the full stream of me on Savvy uh, not just the, the hour that I was on you can watch that here it's actually embedded in this new sub stack the visit that I had with Franco, we spent an hour yep. together. That was awesome. I love Franco, like a brother. And then again, the segment from last last week and last Saturday night, I went on with Marcus Cage, and that was the week before he got his YouTube channel, uh, his Rockfin channel live. So it's, I believe Rockfin.com/slash Marcus Cage. Go ahead. I think we have the clip. 
from um, INN News to publish too that we need to. Uh, oh, we've got to pop that in there now too. Yep. And again, all of the Indie yeah. News Network active content creators on in a list. Here's a, li a links to all of them. A couple of them are live in chat right now. Okay, uh, you've got even Joe and and our newest members, Tommy Nation Politics, Jimmy Sunderland. Welcome to INN. Welcome to the family. We love you all. So glad to have you part of it, of the of this amazing collection. Um, I have another special announcement. Um, Wednesday at three thirty p.m. Eastern. Uh, Rob Durden and I are going to do a special INN exclusive show on the INN network across all of our channels. Mm. It's going to be INN one-on-one, -on -one, and we're going to talk about networks, and we're going to talk about collaborations. We're going to talk about independent media and corporate suppression and Rockfin and growth plans and smaller channels, and it's just... I've been dying to talk to this guy. I don't get to talk to him on, uh, on stream ever. Just one-on-one, -on -one and... There's not really going to be a format. We're just going to turn it on and have a conversation for about an hour and and see how that goes. Um, never tried it, mm. anything like that quite before, but I just I just feel like it's time to do that. And and we're going to make it exclusive to INN. I'm hoping that whenever two INN members get together like that, we're gonna we're gonna make that an INN exclusive show um, as often as we can a collaboration. So so that's a good time. So again, I'm gonna I'm gonna busy week coming up. Um, Tomorrow, tomorrow night, or tomorrow at like two o'clock East Coast. We've 2 got Eastern, um, eleven a.m. Pacific. Muhammad, Muhammad El Mazi and um, Tara Reed. El Mazi. That's right. Yeah. Um. On Tuesday, we've got American Tradition, and we also have a special edition of Tara Reed's um, uh, Politics of Survival with Igor Lepotnik. Uh, so look out for those. Yeah. Uh, Igor is supposed to, I believe, be at eight p.m. Eastern on Tuesday night. Maybe it's 6 p.m. I'm not sure what, what time Reese working that one. And then at 10 p.m. Eastern, we've got American Tradition on Tuesday night. Wednesday, 3.30 yeah. to 4.30 p.m., we're going to have the INN one-on-one, Indy and Rob Durden. And then at 9 p.m., we're going to have INN News episode 12. Thursday night, look out for Uncle Warren's Extra Booyah. That's at 7 p.m. Eastern time, scheduled usually for on Thursday nights. Friday night, Maybe, maybe not. Reefer After Dark. That's 17th. And uh, Saturday night, we're going to yep. try to take an actual night off. Let's see. I'll probably end up be doing some show. Z, Z from the popular, from the uh, uh, People's Voice Network reached out. He wants he wants to, me to come on. Um, Sabby and uh, Franco right. both said they wanted me to come on and do stuff. Misty actually just DM'd me nice. and she said that her, her radio show format's going to be changing soon. So Anyone who wants to do the one-hour segments, yep. this is going to be the last week to do that. Uh, so I may end up trying to squeeze in an, okay. an hour with Misty. Um, yeah, I'm down for that. What else? What else any, did I miss anything? Did, how did we miss that? Did I miss anything? And then, of course, that's next Sunday night, 10 p.m. Eastern. Father's Day. I don't know if we're going to be live. If anything, okay. I may do another clip show. Uh, or show a Franco, yeah. like live with Franco covering the article, and then the other half will be clips. I may even try to pull, we may even try to pull together like a boats thing in the next week and a half or so. I don't know. Next week's crazy. I don't know. We'll, we'll see yeah. what we do. But uh, we'll, we'll try to run we'll something Sunday night. And then next next Monday, um, Tora's already got a guest booked, 
And I think we're working on Tuesday as well. She's got another reporter from Donbass or from somewhere in Ukraine. By the way, again, if you have not had a chance to check out Eva Bartlett uh, interviewed live uh, from Ukraine last night with Tara Reid, please go to Tara Reid's yeah. channel. It's also on the INN channels. Um, I actually engineered that stream in the back end. Uh, she was wonderful to talk to. Really appreciate her giving her time, getting up early in the morning to support independent media and support INN, support Tara. Um, and definitely support Eva as well. Link tr.ee, I think it's slash Eva K Bartlett, E-V-A K Bartlett. And if you go to Tara's stream with Eva, the links are in the description. I was told today by a little birdie named Phantomos that we have uh, some clips already set up. And we are going to nice. be uh, putting those out throughout the week. So, yeah, oh, nice. shout out to Fanto for for knocking out all the all them clips. So again, uh, thank you so much to everybody for your support, for sharing all the stuff, uh, for amplifying INN, for sharing the article, indienewsnetwork.substack.com, independentleft.news. This has been how do we miss that episode thirty eight, and thank you to Shat Savvy and uh, and. You know, I'll, I'll let Reef Reef go out with our our favorite favorite phrase, which is, "Keep listening to what little birds have to tell you." Stay independent. Good night, everybody. If you like this podcast, please help our show grow by subscribing and giving us a five star review on your favorite podcasting platform. For more content. You can follow Independent Left News on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at IND Left News and subscribe to our YouTube channel. To get news updates twice a day to your inbox, subscribe via email on the independentleft.news website. Join our Jetstream 24-7 News and Opinion Discord at independentleft.gg with more than 50 channels, each dedicated to a different outlet, journalist, YouTuber, or political comedian. Thanks, everyone. Remember to check out independentleft.news in your browser and subscribe to our podcast for news updates.